0: So much for sticking with me through all these episodes. Um, I'm having a little bit of an issue today on what I would like to talk about and ensuring that I continue to put out episodes every week. And I have a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss when it comes to the pediatric cancer world, when it comes to um, legislation push, research, when it comes to certain things that our nonprofit is doing and things like that. But I want to keep the topics to our journey and I want to keep the topics to what we have. Um, been through as a family. And I've I've actually stopped and started this episode probably a dozen times because I, I'm getting into um a territory now where it's it's getting into those two big holidays. And those two big holidays are hard for us. Um, and it's it's difficult obviously because you know Jace isn't here with us. This will be the third set of holidays where she's not here with us and it's it's difficult to kinda wonder how things are gonna go every single day. This will be the first year um, since she passed that we've actually had people over or been around people family-wise for Christmas and Thanksgiving Um, when she when she passed we made a decision that we were just going to be by ourselves we didn't want to travel anywhere for the holidays we didn't want anybody coming over we didn't want to go to anybody's house we just wanted to be with ourselves with our family my wife and I and my and my two other daughters we just wanted to be together and that was it and for the last couple of years that's just been kind of the norm it's you know we didn't want all the, the fuss we didn't want all the you know things to be done and we thought about doing a Friendsgiving this year with just friends and that didn't work out just because of plans and so this is the first year we're actually going to give it a try we're going to have Uh, my family over for Thanksgiving tomorrow and you know we're gonna have a friend of ours over as well and you know and it's the first time that we're really gonna make the big meal again we're gonna we're gonna sit down and have the big meal like you know like I remember as a kid um, or even I remember you know four or five years ago and I don't really know what to expect at this point I don't know how to approach how things are gonna happen I tried to play every day as if it's just a new day and you know your your life is your life is the same things have happened it's been good it's been bad it's been up it's been down but you know you've got to you've got to just take the day on as if it's a brand new day and and there's nothing to there's nothing to put behind it and I don't really know I don't really know how it's going to go I would assume at some point that it would be emotional I would assume at some point because uh, of that my family would bring it up or it would come up in conversation that JC isn't here. Um, I would assume that it would come up that they will see the uh, thousands of dollars worth of toys that are sitting in our foyer right now that we've uh, purchased for adoptive family and for the child life department in Green Bay and that's something that we do in JC's honor and so that's just a big shining reminder of the fact that she's not here and um, every single day we go out and we you know we try to shop for these other families to give them a good christmas and it's because we know what they're going through we know that what they're missing we know what they're you know maybe not their child at that point they're not missing their child but they're missing togetherness with their family they're missing normalcy of a day-to-day life because what cancer treatment does and the therapies and the trips to the doctors and the er's and it Runs you into the ground, and it, it takes away a lot of the time that you have to really enjoy um, just daily life. And so, you know, when I really stop to think about how is it going to go tomorrow, I I don't know, I don't I don't know. I truly wish that I had an answer, or truly wish that that I could say that everything is gonna go smooth or that somebody's not gonna say something stupid that's gonna set me or my wife off or that that it won't just be a situation where one of us or all of us become an emotional mess because we miss JC because she's not here to enjoy Thanksgiving she's not here to enjoy uh, the parades on TV or to enjoy putting the Christmas tree up on Friday to enjoy she should be here spending time and creating memories with us and and she's not and generally speaking I'm a very positive person generally speaking I I don't like to focus on the negative I like to try to not block it out but I like to try I don't focus on it and I try to take away something good from every situation no matter what and tomorrow is just going to be a day that I hope goes extremely smoothly and I think a lot of people in this community can understand that that whether or not you're going through the loss of your child or whether or not you're going through just the treatments, and you're stuck in the hospital right now or you just got the diagnosis around the holidays and therefore your brain is not going to function on anything else it's only going to focus on this you can understand and, and really kind of realize how hard this is going to be um you know our our good friends you know are are going to be celebrating I mean I guess celebrating is a big word but you're they're going to be spending their very first Thanksgiving tomorrow without their daughter um and you know in another month they'll be spending their first Christmas without her and then two months after that it'll be the first birthday that she missed and we will be with them every step of the way but we're going through the same thing and I would like to say that as you move through this process and as time starts to pass that things get easier but the truth is I I think it actually gets harder as the time goes by and I brought this up before I think it gets harder and it feels to me like it gets harder because the things that are happening over that time period whether it be you know like our daughter just got accepted to college today um, or you know like our you know, our 15 year old is looking forward to another gymnastics competition next weekend you know and then she'll and she, when our daughter goes off to college you know then you know our 15 year old will get her license over the summer and these are accomplishments and these are amazing things that we should be so happy and excited about and we are but the, the reason that I think that it gets harder over time and not easier, like some people may think, is because throughout the time that's passing, there should be accomplishments happening. There should be milestones and memories being made in that time, and it's not because they're, they were taken away. So I think, honestly, that what happens is, you're, is it gets harder every single year. Because you don't know, or because you you aren't really prepared, I think, for the feelings and emotions you're going to get when you get to that day and you wonder, but look at all the things that she should have been doing. Um, like I said, our daughter got accepted to college today. She would be so excited for her sister that she got to go to college. She would be sad that that her sister was going to go off to college and not be home all the time and she would miss her she would want to be there to drop her off at her dorm and and help her decorate and you know and they would probably have an incredibly touching and loving embrace when she left where there would be tears shed by everybody and then our 15-year-old is going to get her license in 6 or 7 months she's going to get her license over the summer she'll be driving herself to high school next year and she won't get to take JC and just go drive and say hey we're going to run to the store we're going to run to Walmart we're going to run to Five Below we're just going to take a drive we're going to go to the park or whatever you she won't be able to do that that's an experience that she's not going to be able to share with her younger sister and that our and that JC will not get to share with both of them. And so those things I think really make it that much more difficult to enjoy a holiday as it moves forward down the road. So while this is our third set of those holidays without her, next year and the year after that and the year after that and the year after that are going to get even harder. Um you know, you look at you know, 2 years, 2 years from now, you know our our 15 year old is going to graduate high school and go off to college, and after and in within that two years, you know our our oldest may have be on the verge of either graduating or in in going into her junior year of college, or her sophomore year. You know it's like these are different types of things that will be missed, and when and in that time when when our 15 year old would go off to college. Two years that would you know that's that's that time that then JC would be the only one in the house and she would be here with us and you know missing her sisters and and but going through her own milestones and her own her own memory making and and things that we could watch her doing as she's growing up and we're not going to be able to share that with her, so I think holidays in general are are, are probably the most difficult things that you can deal with as a parent after the loss of a child and there's really nothing that can be said to make it better there's nothing that can be said to make it less hard on the family on the siblings um, on you know aunts and uncles brothers and sisters whatever there's there's just no way to say it or there's no way to approach it where it's gonna feel better or it's gonna not hurt as much um, and you know Something else along those lines. I was speaking to I was speaking to a family the other day and this you know, as as parents going through this this emotional roller coaster and this emotional you know grenade that goes off inside of your heart and your brain whenever you hear the words your child has cancer or you hear the words there's nothing more we can do. Um you need to go home and make memories. Uh, you know, the, we've tried everything we can. We, we've exhausted all the options that we have, and what that does is it angers you. But cancer, and this is something that I said to them, and I, you know, I want to kind of elaborate on it. But cancer parents and cancer families are very, very good at building walls, and they're very good at building walls around their personal bubble, so that they look. 100 percent okay on the outside. They look perfectly fine, like nothing's going on. They can take on the world. They're the strongest people on the planet. Um, people will often question how you get up and do it every day. They will question how you move forward or you persevere or you become an advocate or you um, continue in your job, how you go back to work. They will question everything and they will nobody will really truly understand. That we are so incredibly talented at putting up walls to protect not only our family, to protect those around us, but just to protect our sanity and protect the only thing we can control, which is our own personal bubble. And by doing that, we we don't allow people in. We don't allow people to dictate um, how we're going to act or how we're going to respond to everyday life we we appear like we're just fine and the truth is we're not we are broken beyond belief we are completely shattered and destroyed inside and you may look to be honest with you a lot of you may listen to this podcast and look at me or when I when I do post the videos look at me through the video and say you're doing just fine your daughter passed away you're running a nonprofit organization you're hosting a podcast you're doing uh, adopt a family, you know. You're doing all of this stuff. Yes, we're staying busy, and we're putting up that wall because, yes, I preach all the time to you know, if families that I speak to or to uh, my own family that it's okay to ask for help. It is okay for you to reach out and ask for help, but at the same time, it's also okay to decide who is going to be in your bubble and when they're going to be there. You're it is okay for you to shut it down and just allow people to just stay on the outside until you're ready to let them in. And we're so so talented at at building these walls and while it's it's easy for us to do it it often it, it alienates us. I mean, honestly, it does. It alienates us from the world, but I think we need that. I think we need, because much like these kids that are going through, <clears throat> they're going through these harsh treatments, they lose their hair. Um, they lose their ability to talk, walk, uh, go to school, all these other things. You know, for J.C., it was her hair. She lost her hair, but she had about six or seven strands of hair that would just not fall out, and she would not allow us to shave she didn't care she didn't care that they were just floating in the wind that they would just go all over that she did not care that was the only single thing she had control over and she was damn sure going to own it our personal bubble and our personal sanity within that bubble is the only thing that we personally have control over at that moment so we protect it at all costs we protect it's like protecting the castle where we don't want anybody to invade that castle and to to truly see what's going on behind the walls we don't want you to see that Um, but at the same time yeah, we we should be able to break down we should be able to um, talk to you and we should be able to give you insight on how we're feeling at any given moment but we also um, don't want to give away too much and it's very easy for us to kind of start kind of start talking kind of start you know breaking down the barriers kind of start letting people in kind of start giving you an opportunity to then have that opportunity thrown in our face um, by making it seem as if we don't need the help anymore making it seem as if well you're okay so I I can move on to the next person we don't need to we don't need to give you any more of our attention we don't need to give you any more um, any more support because you're you're doing just fine. And that's I think it's that makes it a common fear for us. It makes it a common fear because we can't we give away too much, we give away the farm and nobody wants to be there anymore. Or it's just giving away the farm just makes it too damn unbearable and too damn uncomfortable for you to listen to what we're saying and therefore you don't want to be a part of it. And unfortunately what that means is that we have to keep separated from the world. We do things to keep ourselves busy. We do things to um, not allow people in when we don't feel like it's time for them to come in, and we just we just fight through it. And I think you'll and I think that through the last few years, that entire theory has been applied to our holidays. We um, we put up walls. We don't we don't invite people in to our life We don't invite people into our Thanksgiving into our Christmas into our Halloween something that we always did before We don't have um, we used to have parties every year we'd have a big bonfire in the backyard. We have not done that um, in years We haven't done it since the year so probably three or four years We haven't done it because once JC was going through all the treatments and then we hit the covid times and you couldn't do it and it was it was just so at that point you know we shut everybody out we we locked the doors and we said don't come in it's not safe we don't want you here because we don't truly know whether you you know what you feel about covid is it, it, it's that's not even a conversation here at that point whether you believed it or not going through a cancer treatment we didn't know how safe or unsafe it was to have anybody around JC because her immune system was not what it should be so we you know we pushed through those times and we we brought people very very few people into our circle we attempted to keep people away from our circle because we didn't know what to expect so we kept on on keeping on and we um, we we built these walls around us to to protect us and to protect her and going through those treatments we didn't want anybody around us we didn't want anybody to be a part of what we were doing because what that did is if, if we brought people around us it gave us it, it made us feel vulnerable it made us feel like we weren't um, it made us feel like we weren't uh, protecting the castle so to speak of what we were trying to protect and everybody in it um it being feeling vulnerable like that means that we don't we don't have the ability to to really um stop anybody from uh from judging us you know and at that point yeah you 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 feel everything you feel you feel judged you feel watched you feel like you're doing something wrong i got called out many times for were keeping people away during the holidays and keeping people away during JC's treatments and her her therapies because they felt like we were isolating her and and essentially not letting them not letting people support us when it's like that that wasn't that couldn't have been further from the truth that wasn't what we were doing we weren't trying to isolate people and not let them be part of what we were doing what we were trying to do is um, protect what we had and also Just protect our own personal self, our own personal bubble because the minute that we heard that diagnosis on that evening of January thirtieth, 2020, the minute that we heard she has a mass in her brain, we knew deep in our hearts what it was. We knew deep in our hearts what it could be because we had already looked it up and, and done research before we even went to the hospital. We knew deep in our hearts and at that point you are shattered you are destroyed inside your heart is broken your brain is fried your your emotions your your psyche everything is absolutely frazzled like you just went and grabbed on to an electric fence and just held on to it you're done and we didn't have anybody at that very moment that truly we had one family that that I had gone to school with when I was in high school that understood, a, a, to a point, what we were going through, but it, but in our own personal circle, our own personal ability to speak to people, we had nobody. We had nobody. We were we were alone on an island in this. Had no idea what to expect. No idea who we could talk to. No idea uh, who was who was safe and unsafe to be around. No idea if we were getting all the best information. I feel like we probably made mistakes, and you know, didn't didn't do our best to you know speak to more people but at that time you're so crushed and broken the last thing that you want is people all up in your circle all up in your business trying to ask you questions and and inquire about everything and, and all of this because you don't know and you are also at that very moment trying to be so strong for your child and if you have if they have siblings you're trying to be so for us for JC we were trying to be so incredibly strong for her while we were completely breaking down when she wasn't in the room trying to be so strong for her um, when she went away for her 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 first surgery that was 10 hours trying to be so strong and supportive while at the same time completely destroyed and broken and not knowing what to expect or whether or not she was gonna come out of that surgery the same person Um, we were we didn't know what to do and and then for her her siblings it was the same thing trying to be strong and positive and not let them know that mom and dad the people that are supposed to protect them that have already failed because we weren't able to protect her from this um, you know making sure that they understood that we're here we're strong we're tough we're not gonna break we're gonna make sure that she's okay trying to give them that that comfort and that strength so at that you you don't have the ability to really be vulnerable and be and be and be broken you have to be okay you have to be strong and tough and you have to put on a facade you have to build the walls and that's what we did and cancer parents, especially this pediatric cancer community are extremely good and like I said extremely talented in building those walls keeping people out bringing people in when you feel like they are absolutely Um, at a level where they can understand your emotional state, they can understand your your, your psyche, they can understand your, um, your feelings, they can understand everything that you are and be able to give you the support that you need when you need it and on your terms, not on the terms that they dictate. So that being said, for the last couple of years, we've just had a complete wall, a complete castle, bricks, mortar, everything around our house. There was no there was no room for family. There was no traveling. We didn't want anybody around. And it wasn't because we didn't want our family with us. It isn't because we didn't want people there to support us. It's because we didn't want to continuously be made aware that something was wrong. Continuously be made aware that JC was fighting and after she passed we didn't want to be continuously made aware that she wasn't here we didn't want to continuously be told oh it's so sad that JC's not here, oh she would have loved this oh I wish that she was here, oh we miss her so much because honestly that is the one thing I will tell you right now that pisses my wife off to no end whether it's my family or hers it drives her absolutely insane because we don't need to be reminded that JC's not here we don't need to be reminded how much she would love this how much she misses um, or how much she's missing and how much how incredible she would be at this age and, and what she would be accomplishing we don't need to be reminded of it we know we know we're fully aware of what we're missing and what she's missing we're fully aware of how she would be at this age we're fully aware of what we lost so it goes from you building that wall to keep people at bay because you want to make sure you can protect your own personal health and your own personal sanity while also protecting your child that's going through everything on the physical level you're trying to protect all of that and you're trying to protect her psyche and her emotional mental state as well Because everybody, again, wants to remind her that she has cancer. Wants to remind her of what she's going through. So in the beginning, it's to protect that. When they pass, unfortunately, it's to not be reminded every single day. We're reminded every day without having people tell us. Just today, just today, we cleaned out our linen closets. Simple, right? Simple mundane task until you pull out pillowcases and sheets that were hers, pillowcases that she got when she was in the hospital going through treatment, things that have no meaning to anybody else, things that you would think honestly would be like, whatever, just get rid of it. It was with her when she was going through the toughest times of her life, and that alone reminds us every day. Seeing a baby doll that she hasn't touched in in years. Seeing a toy, as I was again, I was cleaning our room, seeing a toy that she had in her bed when she was in the hospital with her. That kept her safe, or that kept her um, kept her happy, kept her kept her spirits up. Something that she got from the gift shop that she loved. Seeing that be come back into our life because it was behind a blanket and. Because blankets had been moved and it came out and and there it is again it's these mundane tasks that those things remind us every day general life reminds us every day that she's not here doing this podcast reminds me that she's not here shopping for the families that we do for adopt a family we're only doing that because of the community that we were we were thrust into if we would have never been thrust into this community I honestly can tell you that I don't think we'd have anything to do with it. We never would have created a nonprofit. We never would have done these types of things unless we would have come across a cause that would have made us think this is something that we'd like to do every year. But we wouldn't have had a personal connection to it. We're reminded every day by general things that we do in our life, by just waking up that she's not here every single day. We don't need to have that constant reminder. And that was something that I think for the last few years that we've kept at bay by not allowing our family to be around all the time because it was always going to be a constant reminder not having not them there but because they cannot not um, bring it up oh it's so sad that she's not here oh we wish she was here yes we do too and yes it's okay to say that it is but not every single time that we speak to you because that is what makes it even harder for us don't you think we're going through it too, that we miss her, we understand. We don't need to be reminded. So, in conclusion with this episode, I know maybe it kind of went all over the place, but it was it, talking about the holidays is something that I think was going to be was going to happen anyway, whether I had, you know, my other daughter with me talking or not. But, being able, going through this, we are so good at building up these these walls around us, building up these bubbles don't let people in because it allows us to control one thing our own personal space that's the only damn thing that we have control over and so we're gonna fight tooth and nail to make sure that we have control over that space and that means some people are not going to be let in some people are going to be kicked out but once in a while we break down and allow people into our space the question is are those people going to take advantage of that time that they have with us and turn it into something that creates um, a reason for us not to ask you back into our space again that that is really you know the key here we we try very hard to live a quote-unquote normal life we try very hard to fight for the things that are right but at the same time continue to make sure that we and cherish J.C. the way that she was and the way that she left us, cherish her the way that her attitude and her spirit left us, and not focus on the bad things, not focus on the hard and rough and terrible times that she went through. While on the other side of that, our advocacy says that we need to focus on the bad times because those bad times need to be fixed so they don't ever happen again. That's what we're working on. So thank you guys so much. I know like I said, this episode kind of went all over the place. It it, it definitely bounced back and forth, but with the holidays coming up, and for us, this is a this is a special set of holidays because we are once again attempting to let people into that space to take we're taking the walls down um and attempting it. And if it goes well tomorrow and we and we feel like we were respected and we feel like our space and our, our energy, our mental state was all respected, then we will probably try it again on Christmas and we'll go from there but you know for us this has just been a a long road that we weren't sure when we were gonna finally do this tomorrow's a test run and I hope that we're able to leave those walls down and and have more times together with our family because after all family is extremely important to us but when you go through something like this not only does it put a different perspective on it but it also makes you really question who the best people are to have around you when your mental state is already questionable and your, your physical and psyche are already questionable because of all the circumstances that were laid in your path so thank you so much guys for sticking with me through these episodes I will continue to put them out and again if you put notes in the comments I can also um, talk about something that's important to you or how it relates to us and we can we can have a conversation I will try to get some other people on the episode I know sometimes just hearing me speak Maybe it's good, maybe it's not, I don't know, but I'm going to work on trying to get my daughter to do an episode with me and uh, have my wife do an episode with me as well, um, and then my friend Tim, because I think it's a, it's it's uh, he's in it for a different reason, but I, it's good to hear his perspective on why he um, not only got into this space, um, his personal story, but also why he continues to fight in this space and what it means to him to try to make a change or to get a story out there or to make sure that these kids' voices are heard. So thank you so much. Um, I will see you guys next week. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving.